You're listening to Community Now on Hope FM with Keith Jones Bookshop, serving the community for over 50 years. Visit keithjones.co.uk. Well, as you know, at the end of every month, we have the lovely people from Cannes. Well, I should say, when I say lovely people, I should say the lovely Hannah, who is the lead engagement officer with Cannes. And you're saying, what is Cannes? That's the Community Action Network. And you've got the world and this cat working with you because, of course, Cannes is a bit of an umbrella organisation for, I don't know, how many voluntary organisations are, 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 you know, community interest companies and all that sort of thing so how have you been Hannah? Really well it's lovely to be back seems like a, such a long time since I've seen you. No because I was off travelling wasn't I and in fact with featuring Harry Belafonte I was in the, I wasn't in Jamaica <laughs> but I was in the Caribbean uh, and funny enough on one of the coach trips I went on we we were all singing the banana boat song you know and uh, so we were all day <laughs> Your glamorous lifestyle Blair. Absolutely and of course you went to that, that wonderful uh, exotic Isle of Wight. I had a lovely time, thank you very much. Well, actually, I, I don't just because actually, right on our doorstep, we have we have fabulous scenery and and the sea and and I, I've have had some lovely holidays in the Isle of Wight myself. You, know, all we need is a wee bit of the of the yellow stuff, you know, and a wee bit of the temperature going up like they're having in Spain at the moment. Well, you know, I love this um, April weather. Well, there was hail yesterday. You know, I don't like it to be too warm, so the Isle of Wight was perfect. Absolutely so, spot on. So, so April charge is okay with That's you. That's fine with me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, what's Can been up to recently? Because last time we spoke, you had a number of new projects on the boil, didn't you? Always. Um, we are. Uh, one week ago today, we had a, an amazing day. We had um, an expo for the voluntary and community sector. There were over 200 people there, representatives from the wide range of voluntary and community sector groups from BCP Council and Dorset Council areas. We also had council folk there, NHS people there, and we were showcasing the amazing work of the voluntary and community sector. So although that was a week ago, the reason I'm telling you is on our website, there are four films um, we could have made hundreds of films but of we've organizations chosen four mm-hmm. of organizations of who they work with how they started what they need to keep going um one of the films featured is our community hero so there's a little hint there um and if you go onto our website it's in it's under in the news and i just think they're well worth looking at they're about five or six minutes each and totally inspiring about the work of the VCS locally. And of course you've got another big opportunity coming up because as we know we have the coronation coming up uh, and linked to that I think there's the big lunch. The big help. The big help, that's it. Now, that's, that's the about, one. That's about encouraging volunteers isn't it? It is. There's If you um, search engine, whichever your preferred search engine, the big help on the 8th of May people are being encouraged to help others We do appreciate that's a bank holiday and people might want to spend it with their loved ones. So the legacy really is to start to look into volunteering, whether or not you start on the 8th of May, start this time next year. It's have a look at the opportunities that are out there. And of course, um, Community Action Network can help with that. You know, I don't want to offend you, but I often say to people, you know, volunteering is very selfish. You do feel good from doing it, but I do think other people may get helped along the way. <laughs> well, you know what I mean by that? Uh, 
people volunteer and actually they themselves gain new skills and meet new friends and in that sense I would say that it's perfectly okay to be selfish because actually we want you to develop new skills we I mean Hope FM, as you know, is run practically exclusively by volunteers. I met with somebody last night who was, you know, a potential new presenter, Ooh. and and uh, I, I was I was saying to him, I said, oh, you know, be as selfish as you like, you know, uh, but of course it's it's also outward looking because not only are you developing new skills uh, and meeting new friends and and helping whatever cause is the focus of that organisation. But, you know, you're also developing yourself, which is actually okay as a goal, isn't it? It is. One heartwarming, um, quite regular occurrence is that people who've been supported through a really tricky, difficult time in their life by a not-for-profit quite often then become volunteers themselves when they're in a in a better place themselves because they want to give back from the help that they've received so yes you get something from it but my goodness what we get back um, from the volunteers is is wonderful Um, and there are some opportunities coming up to find out about volunteering Um, we have a volunteer hub team Amy and Michelle and Liz, wonderful women and they will be at local libraries every month and Please pop in if you want to find out what what there is to do with volunteering. There are so many different um, things to do. It's not just working in a shop. There are lots and lots of different roles. So I'll tell you where they are, if I may. Go for it. Go for it. Rossmore Library in Poole on the 9th of May. Broadstone Library on the 6th of June, both in the morning. Christchurch Library the 20th of June in the afternoon. Of course, all the roles that are available are on our website as well. But if you want to go and have a bit of a one-to-one with somebody who really can help you find a role that will suit you, it's important to be passionate about the the group that you're going to support. Um, you need to really, really want, want to help them and everyone has different passions. So um, go along and see the ladies there and they will be happy to talk you through some roles. And often, you know, people who are the recipients of the of the things that voluntary organisations do, they themselves want to give, often want to give something back and, and actually can become some of the best volunteers yeah. because they've received and they want to give something back. That's it. That lived experience um, is, is really powerful. There's a couple of, there's a role I'd like to tell you about about actually it's for a group called Inara Project who are a group of women who have set up a charity to give back to the community with the role of empowering women and they have run a number of different projects including cooking for for um, homeless people and the one they're running at the moment is a sewing club and while the women come to the sewing club they're looking for people to look after the crash so that they can really concentrate on just have a few well, hours to be to themselves the mites, don't they? i think it's probably hard to sew with a toddler hanging off your arm <laughs> not that i would know but um it, so, and they're also looking for somebody to make films of what they do. So have a look at Inara Project, just for something a bit different. Um, might not be a group that you've heard of before, but yeah. well worth looking into. You know, as you know, I interview lots of people, and many of them are women, you know. And I very often will say, you know, what do you do? You know, off before I talk to them on the air, you know, and they'll say, oh, Blair, you know, I don't do my... I'm, on, I'm only a housewife. <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, actually, there is no more no. important role in society than keeping up home going and of course I mean we Jan and I we had four kids you know and they were four pretty lively kids and my daughter actually has replicated that uh, my grandchildren you know so there are four of them as well and uh, and of course they're they are little terrors you know <laughs> 
Uh, but of course, there's no more important role than that. And I think also that, you know, to encourage, well, everybody, women and men, you know, uh, whatever, to just, you know, spread your wings and fly. Uh, and you can do a lot more using your skills, you know, than maybe what people even think about. So this sounds like an organisation that will enable that to happen. Ex- exactly that. Um, it also, like like you say, you know, if you're in a good place and you can help others and help your own family, then, you know, it takes a community to raise a child is the saying. And uh, it, it really will help people to to grow and, and to help others. Ah, well, that's the fantastic Stevie Wonder there, and uh, isn't she lovely? And in fact, there was a bit of a clue uh, about the next organisation that we're going to feature there, because if you listen very attentively, clearly Stevie wrote this about his daughter, uh, and uh, of course, uh, whether it was her or another little one featured, I don't know, Mm -hmm. Uh, but how appropriate, and uh, I think that might have got in there, but by accident, but I guess somebody else must know, you know, what, what we're going to do next. Your big task every month, and of course we're talking about the May focus, is actually A, to come up with a theme, a feature that organisations then say, yeah, we could go for that. So you invite people to sort of uh, become the community volunteers, but they have to make their case, don't they? They have to pitch. So what is your theme for May? The 15th of May is International Day of Families and we asked organisations to pitch to be the heroes of the month if they worked with families. And what were you looking for? All round wonderful folk. We had some great pitches um, and we have decided on a, a winner for this month, which um, we're very, very excited to announce. OK, well, dun, 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 dun. shall I hold yes, on a minute? Please. Oh, just, Ceremony. Uh, get yourselves ready. So uh, fanfare, trumpeters, take it away. So the May Community Hero in the Spotlight organisation is... Doorpip. Doorpip. Yes, not Dormouse, as previously suggested. Doorpip. Well, it's just as well <laughs> that we have Viv uh, in the studio, because Viv... Uh, now, you're, Viv, you're the chief executive of Doorpip. That's right. Thank you very much, Blair. I'm so excited to be here with you today. I am a Hope FM listener, so it's wonderful to Even, be here. Even, you see, well, that, you know, that's the sort of hidden thing, isn't it? That people have got to be Hope FM listeners. Don't they? <laughs> and we feel really blessed to have been chosen out of, I know, a lot of contenders. Now, that, uh, now obviously, you're wearing your Doorpip t shirt for the completely uninitiated. Uh, how did you come up with the name? Um, well, DORPIP actually stands for Dorset Parent-Infant Partnership. We're a parent-infant relationship service. We work pan-Dorset and in the, yeah, so that's the Dorset Council and BCP area, Mormouth Pool in Christchurch. And we were originally funded with some seed funding from a national organisation that was building a case to take to Parliament to put the first 1,001 days firmly on the government's agenda to fund the first 1,001 days. That's from conception to age two, which is so important for child development and supporting families during that transition to parenthood, whether it's the first, second or even fourth time, um, is absolutely vitally important. And that message has now got through to government. So there's been some funding 
it's coming through um, to local authorities and there's been a lot of movement since I founded the charity five years ago in the direction of helping families at that particularly critical time uh, which is going to set the future trajectory for that child's lifetime outcomes for their education for their health for their well-being and for their own future relationships now, I had heard that phrase no doubt you've heard it give me the child up to the age of seven and I will give you the man or woman as it were so there was really and I think there was a television series done um, tracking children in those first seven years and I think now mm. they've done it up to 21 uh, and so on mm. so I was interested to read actually that the first 1001 uh, days of an infant's life is that's the, the first two years effectively is that critical start uh, I guess that, that you know it's one thing having a baby but but of course a baby can bring all sorts of challenges uh, mm. uh, and my my uh, my daughter-in-law is just about to produce again. Uh, would you believe next week? Oh my <laughs> and my youngest son, actually, this is uh, he's just about to start on the journey with his wife, uh, welcoming uh, the latest. It's a little girl, actually. Um, but um, so we just we just wait. Uh, but but of course, I know. And having gone through the process uh, of fatherhood, it's a bit daunting, you know. So how does how does Pip help in the in those early stages, particularly where maybe there might be some some particular challenges yeah we our mission is to empower parents um, with our therapeutic services to help them form that bond that special attachment and relationship with their child which is so critical because i think what people perhaps have uh have lost because society's changed. I mean, you mentioned earlier, Hannah, about it takes a community to raise a child. Society's changed quite a lot, but the way that human brains are developed hasn't. So infants are very reliant on their primary caregiver to give them eye contact, to attune to their needs, to be sensitive to their emotional needs as well as their physical needs. And I think I know from my own experience, um, when my children were tiny, they were fed and watered and I did very much love them but I had a lot of challenges going on um, for me and I now know with hindsight which is a beautiful thing of course. and with training which is also very helpful um, that I wasn't as attuned to their needs as I could have been and what we want to do is provide parents a safe space where they can just explore any challenges any difficult feelings you know a lot of people are feeling very isolated and lonely I think the um, pandemic has obviously change the landscape of the way we live and work and um, although people are you know groups are starting to come back I think there's still a residual feeling there of um, of isolation and I think particularly in today's society because we are more connected yet more disconnected than ever through the use of technology um, so it's it's a very important time where parents can just have that safe space to talk about their experience whether that's memories from their own childhood that suddenly resurface or whether it's their birth experience or maybe there's been a loss there are lots of reasons people often think we're treating postnatal depression but that's not that's just one of the factors and of course you know uh, people can't i mean you've already said that people can be very isolated and maybe even feel it you mentioned the being alone and isolated but of course they can also feel a bit of a failure uh can't they and uh, it's interesting that you said about your own experience because with my wife I thought we had as I say we had four children and I was away actually quite a lot you know uh, so my my wife I think she the way if she was here today she'd probably say well it it was a bit of a survival Mm, mode and in fact mm, my daughter mm. refers to my wife and says well you were in survival uh, Mm. mode because because obviously four little ones 
Collins mm. and quite close in age is quite a challenge. Yeah. How, how do people who may be feeling that sense of, of, of inadequacy or, or, or the, they've got a multiplicity of other feelings, mm. how do they make contact with you? How, how does the journey with Door Pip begin? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we really want to see families flourish and no family really should feel, whether that's a single parent or multiple parents or, you know, a split all, family all or whatever. Yes, I mean, a family is, is a baby and, and a carer as far as we're concerned. Um, but, you know, I don't want them to strive. I don't want them to struggle. I want them to thrive. I want them to flourish. And that's very much what is at the heart of what we do. So families very importantly can self-refer. So doorpip.org.uk um, and there's a referral um, a form on there as well as their healthcare professionals and um, lots of community um, and voluntary sector partners know about our services so we, we ref- they refer to us. Um, but one of the reasons I when I set up the, the charity originally was to make sure that people could refer for themselves. And... I think we'd like to really, I mean, I use the word empower, but just to be compassionate and help people understand that quite often what they're feeling and experience is normal. It's just that we've got the society of perfect Instagram photos and images where people only seem to present to the world their best. When we know inside, they might be feeling a very different picture. And again, from my own experience, that's what I was doing. I'm talking 25 years ago. Um, People didn't know, you know, um, what the, you know, the difficulties and the challenges that perhaps I was facing. But I did a really good job of hiding it too. <laughs> <laughs> and when people come your way, you know, mm-hmm. they, maybe through your website or they they self refer, what what actually happens on the point that where they make themselves known to you? So we will then get in contact with them. Um, we'll respond by email or we'll contact them by the telephone number if they've given us that. And we'll find a convenient time to talk to them. And we'll really just take um, a, a view from their perspective of what they feel the challenges are and what they would like to be different. We have a range of services which we can help families with. So some of them are in-person services, like our attachment-led infant massage classes. Um, this is not where your baby gets a massage. It's where you learn to attune to your infant and, and see them as an individual and learn some techniques that can help relieve um, some distress for them and calm them. Uh, lots of things which people do intuitively, um, but also with some guidance, um, we can make that more special connection. Parents use that practice and carry on doing that in at home. Now, you've obviously seen a lot of people who've made this journey who have been and are interacting with, with DoorPip at at the moment what's the most common um sort of reason for them coming your way and if they were here today some of those families what would they be saying to me if i said and so how has door pip helped you yeah. uh, so maybe the first thing when what are the first the, the, the main causes of referral the main reasons why people tend to come your way is there a dominant one or or two um, or three well, I think mean, there are lots of reasons why people will will reach out for support. We, we're very much led by a preventative service. So if you're starting to feel things aren't right, then definitely. So right, right at the beginning. Right of those at the feelings, beginning. Yeah. So even from conception. So I had a phone call from a dad the other day who was a young parent and he just found out he was going to be a parent and he really wanted help because he didn't feel prepared for that. We were able to help him by um, referring him into the appropriate services for him. We've got a dad's only group, which was started launch um it starts in june i'm very excited about that it's an online course in the evenings because most dads um are still t- 
tend traditionally tenderly to be in the workplace during the day is being hosted by um, international campaigner for father's mental health mark williams so we're very excited to have been able to partner with him on this project and um, dads specifically need that support and a special space just for them to be able to talk because a lot of maternity services are naturally geared towards the, the female but dads play a an equally and vitally important role in the upbringing of their infant and we want to be able to give them that space to really um, explore their feelings and talk. It's interesting because your roles change in life you know obviously I'm a grandparent now and uh, I I had my daughter's little girl yesterday and my wife said could you take her out into the garden and have a look and see if you can find any cats or any birds you know and I find myself talking to this little one but actually it's quite interesting just to watch I was talking to her she kind talk yet but her expressions and her interaction and looking around with me we didn't find any cats or birds unfortunately uh but but just that communication between Mm -hmm. us and i I remember thinking to myself just in that moment gosh this is so important the in the direct interaction Mm -hmm. and and i guess thinking Mm -hmm. now did i do enough of this as as a dad Mm -hmm. you know and I think that's so true that that change between being a grandparent and a parent as a parent myself I know I was way too busy and I was busy doing everything and trying to make everything perfect for everyone and I didn't take the time to slow down and but, to work at my children's yeah. pace and that's common isn't it because yes. we do live in a crazy busy yes. world you and there's know, not, and no economic need as well <laughs> you know most parents in most households are, both parents are working yeah, um, 77% of our clients are actually working mm. um, so yeah it, there is but it's how do you balance that and, and your infant doesn't need you know your undivided attention 24-7 but what they do need is the quality of interaction when you do have the time to give it to them so like you did with your grandchild that was just beautiful of course communication is non-verbal most of our communication yeah, even when we've got words yeah. is non-verbal yeah. um, so just taking that time to interact and respond we call it um, you know, serve and return conversations I guess there must have been uh, quite a bit of research done where there has been uh, healthy interaction with infants and where there hasn't been you know uh, have you studied that sort of those sorts of uh, studies mm-hmm. uh, and, and what are the key things that, that come out what are the real benefits of the interaction and if you don't really do enough of it what what's the consequences mm-hmm. well this is really interesting actually um, in my own fear of being adequate inadequate I did two diplomas and a degree to actually finally work out that I'm good enough oh, you academic <laughs> I'm impressed <laughs> do I call you doctor uh, no but I think the point that I tell you that is not to impress you is more to suppress upon you that those feelings and adequacy which came for me from my own childhood mm-hmm. um, which I didn't realised was a problem until I had my own children then all this stuff came up that I wasn't expecting so it, it, it's really difficult to help people understand what they don't know they don't know of course um, yeah. so I think the research we would just say that investing that time in the emotional um, life of your child in responding to them as an individual makes a world of difference and we know that we know that if we're around somebody who's feeling good we feel good and your infants will be picking up on that I suppose it, the big challenge is if you have more than one, you know, so if you have twins or, or, yes. or, or you know, or, or, or even if, you know, I guess a lot of families, they have children quite close together. Mm-hmm. So there could be that 18 month and maybe two years, you know, mm-hmm. gap between. And yeah. I guess that giving equal time and balancing time along with 
just feeling so tired uh, yes. and challenged. That, yes. that's, a, that's a hard thing to balance, yes. isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, and we work with families with uh, there's multiple births. And um, I would say that what you know, one of the services we offer. So we have the groups, we have the in-person groups, we've got the online dads group, um, but we also offer one-to-one psychotherapy. So that's a parent-infant relationship. So it's different from adult mental health. Um, it's different from child psychotherapy what we're doing is really helping our patient is the relationship so we're really helping uh, parents to have that space to explore their experience and to, to get to know their child as an individual now what about the positive side because i you know i mean obviously how many families do you reckon you work with since the organization began because must yes. be quite a few. Uh, yes, we founded the, in the charity in 2017. We've done five years of service delivery. We've helped over 1,288 individuals, and that's uh, parents, children, and siblings, and that is, doesn't even count the unborns. Um, so tell us about something of the impact, the feedback uh, that, that, yeah. that you got from those those wonderful folk who've gone through your service. Yeah, this is where you get me to cry, Blair, because... Um, I, tissue, I, get the tissue out, <laughs> Hannah. <laughs> um, the testimonials then with feedback we receive from parents were a lifeline. We saved them. They felt there was nothing. They felt very lonely and isolated. That they feel that they know their child now, that they feel closer to their child, they feel confident as a parent, that they're able to know that they are the, the best person for their child. Um, and overall that they feel connected again so i guess a confident maybe less guilty yes i mean i mean i mean unfortunately parental guilt is a thing but actually i don't know why we do that to ourselves your child loves you and uh, you are that in their eyes the hero so um yeah that that's i don't know that's i think that's a society thing we can't fix that today (laughs) no 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 not at all well my very special guest today has been uh, the lovely folk from Cannes and perhaps more importantly uh, the chosen organisation uh, to be the community hero uh, of of May of month and that's that's Door Pip and we've been hearing Viv has been telling us Viv is the chief executive of the organisation and she's been telling us all about uh, the fabulous work that they do to encourage uh, parents particularly in the first 101 days isn't that right? 1001 days yep so um People will have heard you talking about it. So, uh, so are people listening? I want to. I want to know more about that. Is the best place to start your website? Absolutely, yes. And we are on social media. You'll find us on Instagram and Facebook and all those um, Twitter, and LinkedIn. But yes, our website has a fantastic, um, you know, res- range of resources available for parents and pe- for professionals. Um, all the news updates and things that we've been up to are also on the website. So it's always that. Would just say it's your first port of call. Now, we've also been talking about volunteering and you're a volunteer organisation and uh, you're, the, you're the visionary behind the organisation. But, of course, you need and have volunteers. So somebody thinking said, you know what, I would really fancy working with that organisation, you know, working with you. How, how, do they, how do they do that? How do they learn more? 
Yeah. Um, again, if, if you pop to our website, we have got a volunteering page. But I know Hannah was talking about it earlier. And the thing with volunteering is sometimes people think, oh, I haven't really got the time. I'd love to. I'd love to give back. I mean, sometimes even our, um, the beneficiaries, the families who use our services, want to give back. But of course, as we said, there's a lot of pressure on people today. So we're actually running a campaign called Micro Volunteering. And this can be just something as simple as letting someone you know who maybe could do with some support about us, sharing our posts, maybe, you know, maybe baking some cakes and having a little bake, um, cake sale at your local nursery or um, your stay and play group. Um, there are lots of ways we get supported as well from co- corporations. It, we're a very small team all working part time. But uh, we've been fantastically supported by accountants, for example, um, who help us. Um, we've been helped by, um, in fact, one of your neighbours, Yep. Ace Office Supplies actually yep. donated some office equipment to us. Fabulous so organisation. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there are lots of ways people can help out in a small way, but those small things may add up and make a big difference because that's what helps an organisation like ours to grow. And of course, you mentioned about the, the new group for men. Mm-hmm. Very exciting that because men men are quite slow at coming forward aren't they and uh, already are you you've already got men who are wanting to participate in this new group but again uh, hard harder the, the blokes who are listening and maybe yeah. part of this new group but harder they make contact yeah, we have a dad's page and the links there um, to sign up for, via Eventbrite are on the website so mm-hmm. under the dad's page. And um, I would really encourage, I say, anyone who's just thinking about it, maybe just have a look, sign up. Because it's going to be online, we can take, you know, an unlimited number of people. So we'll be really looking forward to seeing a lovely group of, of guys coming along where they can have a space to explore some difficult feelings and thinks, think about what it's to be a parent, how they can support their own well-being. Because as you mentioned, Blair, you know, looking after yourself is really important as well as a parent, um, as well as perhaps supporting their partner. So, yeah. Uh, well, you'll have to come back and next time bring some of those beneficiaries of the service, maybe some of those dads, you know, and then we can have fun in talking to them about how it's gone for them, you know, because there's nothing better than people who've gone through us. I and mean, you've already said over, mm-hmm. is it over a thousand people mm-hmm. being through. That's a lot of people gone yeah. through your organisation. So yeah. for a small organisation, you're making a big impact. And can I just say many congratulations on being chosen by Can and we wish you every success with your work. Oh, thank you so much for having us today.